For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody, and welcome in to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am Jeff Cavanaugh, alongside my dearest, dearest friend and former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. You may know from that. Good uh, morning slash afternoon slash whenever people are listening and or watching this, Jesse Holly. How are you, brother? Um, I'm good. Honestly, I'm good. I'm good. I've had some events that have not been so good to me. Um, but I am, I'm good. Like literally this week has been a, and you know, let's, let's say this, right? Because we think at times we, we hope and we pray at times that we want just smooth pitch perfect weeks. Right. And we want to just go through just, you know, Hey, I want to wake up. I want to do my thing. I want to go here. I want to go there. And I want to come home safely. Nothing in between to really get me out of my group. Well, I have been on like this mirror course with the Cowboys. They've been in dysfunction. I've been in dysfunction. Oh, you no. Know, earlier this week, the front bumper of my car just comes off. Didn't hit anything. Didn't do anything. Just snaps, comes off. That's not normal. Not normal. Just not normal. Just like, you know, hamstrings shouldn't come off the bone. Facts. It's not normal, right? It's nope. non-contact, right? Non-contact, <laughs> a slight jog, something you've seen this human do, something I've done every single day, get in the car, start it up, and just drive off. Bumper comes off. Whole damn thing. Then, you know, dealing with some stuff at school, some 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 chaotic parents, whatever. Then this morning, trying to do right, you know, heading to the gym. The, the gym is, is a place where I get a chance to go and, and sometimes get my competitive juices, and, and it helps me just clear my mind. Heading oh, that's great. This will be good for you. You need this right now. You need to – yeah, okay, this is good. Right. This is great. Cool. Perfect. Bumper thing, right. yeah, yeah. Bumper thing, week's been kind of going up and down, whatever. You know, I'm driving. It's you know, you know me. I'm an early riser, so I'm up. You know, four forty-five, five o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna hit this thing, get it in, and get it out, and get on with my day. Yep. Blow a tire. Okay, that's okay. Blow a tire. Then not only did I blow the tire, I blew the tire in a place where there wasn't any exit ramp. For like okay, so you're on the interstate with a blown tire, mile or so. So now. There was these two merging highways, and I won't tell you which two because I don't want you to know where to look for me at. Okay. But two merging highways, two major merging highways. And so I kind of just tucked away in the little merging middle section eh. at 5.30 in the morning on a major highway where the speed limit is 70 plus miles an hour, which mm. means folks are doing 80, 85, 
I don't know who's coming home from drunk, who's half sleep, who's going to work. I am terrified, but I know AAA or roadside is going to take another 45 minutes to an hour. I don't have that time. So I just jump out. I do the man thing, right? I do the man thing and I pop the trunk and I get the jack out and I'm not turning it myself. I'm afraid. I'm thinking, this is not the way that I planned on dying. Like, I still have stuff to do later on today. I don't plan on dying getting hit by an 18-wheeler truck who doesn't see me. Change a tire, go on about my day, get to the gym, and start looking for the, where's my phone? Uh-oh. Can't find my phone. Oh, Jesse, holy. So I've lost the phone. Still, I still haven't gotten my tire changed. But you know what, Jeff Cavanaugh? Life is good. I am great. I have a lovely home with the internet. Um, I'm, I have all my fully functioning limbs. I have enough money in my accounts to get another phone. Well, Jesse. And, and, wow. and to fix the flat tire in my car. Oh, Jesse. So much wealth. Come on. I mean, so much wealth. I mean, I mean, I'm just like, it's just flowing out of my, it is flowing out of all sides of me. There's money oh. just everywhere. So. I'd like to shout out to Timothy in the chat who said, Jeff is living that testosterone free lifestyle. Is that a comment on how small I am? Oh. <laughs> He's saying I'm a small person. I'm in my yoga shape. I was in my sculpt class last night. Uh, they should not call you the sculpt yoga because the two words you think of yoga a certain way. And that is not what sculpt is. It kicks the crap out of you. Uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about Andrew Whitworth and Micah Parsons and Tony Pollard and all these different things. Right after I tell you that BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. You can find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. I think Jesse is betting the house now against the Cowboys on their over-under number. He's decided that they're going to be terrible. I'm, I can see it in his face. Bet online. Continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to bet online today or you use your mobile device. Jesse doesn't have a mobile device, but if you have one, use it to join <laughs> bet online today. Use our promo code believe 50 B L E A V five zero to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Okay. Okay. I still don't appreciate that shot fired at me. For not having any muscles, it's messed up. Um, you can have me doing push-ups, uh, but I can only do like four right now. But that's okay. But that's okay. Andrew Whitworth to the Cowboys. Yeah, right. What do you mean? Yeah, right. He's forty. He's 40. retired, and he's with the Rams technically at the moment. But give me a better solution. Like as I'm watching this stuff, like Andrew Whitworth sounds like he's having fun with it. But at the same time, like, he's 40. He was still good last year. Uh, the Rams can't bring him back because they don't have the cap space for it anyway. So, like, he, he's in a Gronk spot where Tom was like, hey, Gronk, come play with me. And they're like, yeah, we got to throw a late-round pick to New England because they got your rights, and you can come on down. Why not? Come on. Come on. Why do you do this to me? Because I think it's perfect, Jesse. Because the other things you could do, look, the other things you could do, here's the other things you could do. You could trade for somebody like Isaiah Wynn, who the Patriots are going to get rid of because they don't pay not top-of-the-market players, top-of-the-market contracts. So they're going to trade him, but you'd have to extend him with a new contract because he's in his fifth year. Andrew Whitworth is literally, bro, I need a Band-Aid. You are 40. Come be a Band-Aid. My goodness. See, 
and I, I, I came up with this quote last night. I thought it was a genius quote. The Cowboys have a problem. They have a cut that they think a Band-Aid would fix, and they really need stitches. Oh, no. But 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 you do this to me, Jeff, and you make me – like, you start hater Jesse out early in the show. I didn't even mean to. That was an accident. Like, you know, that was a you don't even give me a chance to warm up, get a sweat, you know what I'm saying, get a good lather before I start to hate. Because, one, like you said, Andrew Whitworth still is owned by the Rams. Two, what makes you think that if – as he jokingly said last night, that's up to my wife and my three children. But let's just say they didn't have a, a say-so in this. Come on, wifey. What makes you think that Andrew Whitworth, who, 40 years old, is still under the rights of the Los Angeles Rams, who, mind you, just came off of winning a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. And basically re- are returning just about everybody with the exception of Von Miller and... Odell Beckham Jr. Why would you want to go play for a team in Dallas who most have ranked under the Rams to getting back to the promised land when you can just suit back up and go to the team that you already know and familiar with? And if any team in the league has shown us that cap issues and numbers aren't any of those things that of concern to them, it has been truly the Rams, right? So if yeah, he they also play, they could they could they they've shown us they've shown us that 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 they can move things around and make it happen. Yes, they can, but they also so like the Rams, what they did was when Whitworth retired, they paid Joe Noteboom like forty seven million dollars. So like they have their new left tackle. I don't honestly I don't think they have room for Whitworth. I don't he wouldn't play. And if he didn't retire, he would count like $19 million. So it works out for all of them. Uh, And we need Andrew Whitworth. So part of it is just me really wanting to get Andrew Whitworth here because uh, I need a left tackle because Dak Prescott's a really nice guy. Dak's a nice guy and he doesn't deserve what's about to happen to him. Maybe. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I don't think, I don't think Andrew Whitworth looks at this team as a team that is fun enough and competitive enough right now to to compete for a Super Bowl to come back and play for what number? What are they going to give them? What what number are they going to give them? Uh, I'll throw out a random, I don't know, six to eight million bucks. Okay, I may come back and even suck for another a, a quick six million dollars. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to say, where it's like, why would he? And I'm like, Jesse, um, I may are you back. ever going to have enough money that you'd be like, I don't want more? Yeah, I may come back for for I may have to talk to the wife and the kids I'm like, hey, listen, kids, you know how you like those really, really nice vacations and when we go to the lake house, you guys are on those sea dudes and all that kind of good stuff. Well, they're gonna just throw six million, eight million dollars at me to come back and play. Just give me six more months and I promise you when we when we go this year, we're gonna get the, the top of the line stuff. But um I, you know, it's just I, I don't buy Andrew Whitworth coming out of retirement. Um, again, 40-year-old dude who hasn't been doing anything this offseason to properly prepare himself to go in and to start right now. I think Oh no, I, he's a broadcaster now. Right. I think I think you're setting yourself uh you're setting yourself up for for another failure. Okay, so without Tyron Smith, here's what I'll say 
is right now the Cowboys offensive line, if they lined up and played with what they have on the roster, I would pick the Eagles to win the division. Because I think if Josh Ball has to play left tackle, uh, well, I guess we can do it this way. What is most likely that they do? And I guess Josh Ball, I don't believe it because I've watched him practice and I've watched him play. They ain't putting that dude on the football field. I think Tyler Smith is about to just fast forward. Like, hey, you are our left tackle of the future. You're now our left tackle of the now, even though you've been working at left guard all since OTAs anyway. You've only worked at guard. And you can't even play tonight in the preseason game because you have an ankle. You're our left tackle. Go get him, Tiger. Like, I think that's what they're going to do because I could not imagine that they're going to run out one of their, quote, swing tackles because they're not NFL players right now. They're just not. And so we're about to see Tyler Smith get thrown into the fire against Shaq Barrett in week one at left tackle. That's what I think is going to happen. Welcome to the NFL, young boy. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, that's, that's, pick. Where, that's where we're at. Um, you know, you drafted him in the first round. You, you might have wanted to slow play him along, but it didn't, it didn't work out. And, and, and the Cowboys have nobody to blame but themselves. Because even when Wellesco went down in training camp, you should have been searching out there to find another sort of swing tackle, maybe somebody else. You knew that Josh Ball. Like, you watch. These guys watch practice, right? They, they have an even more of an eagle eye than we have. And you can look at a player and go, this dude can't play. And so you did nothing because you thought that – you thought to yourself, you know, Tyron may miss a couple games – but maybe it'll be like week eight or nine of the season. You didn't anticipate Tyron Smith being hurt in a glorified open practice doing a half-speed drill that's going to take him out presumably to the end of the year. And and they did nothing. Uh, I think maybe for his career, by the way. And, and we can talk about that because I am on the same page as you. Um, but welcome to the NFL uh, Tyler Smith, you will go play tackle. Connor McGovern will play guard. We'll continue on, and we'll just we'll, we'll our form. We won't spend a lot of time in eleven personnel. Um, we'll spend more time in two tight end sets. We'll spend more time with backs coming to that side. We'll spend more time of running passing plays that shift the line of scrimmage to the left hand side to give help. And you hope and pray. You hope and pray that. Uh, uh, Terrence Steele is year two Terrence Steele and not year one Terrence Steele because he's getting ready to get a whole lot of one-on-one blocks that he's going to have to be able to sustain at least early on in the season because you're going to have to dedicate some help out there to Tyler Smith and you just go with the bumps and bruises and you hope that you 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 hope because I agree with you Dak's a young a, a lovely young man good family man quality quality oh, you're back quality <laughs> quality dude but you hope that nothing bad happens to him because Tyler Smith doesn't know assignments. And, 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 you know, and, and people think you can just slide a guy out there. That's a lot of space. It's a lot of space you got to deal with with some, with some, with some guy that you got to face on that other side of the ball that has a little bit more experience than you. So that's where we're at. The Cowboys, you got to just go with what you got. Gimli is in the super chat. Only logical explanation for this level of ineptitude from the Jones family is that they don't uh, care about this season. He's tanking for Sean Payton. I don't believe that just because Jerry's too old for that. Like Jerry doesn't have time to do that. If you wanted to do that, you would just fire Mike McCarthy. Uh, I, I, they're not tanking. They just did a bad job of preparing for this off season. David, I believe Josh ball can develop into a water boy. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. Appreciate you being here. 
Uh, no, I just it doesn't make sense to me. This is just the one time. This is most off seasons. I don't think the Cowboys do a terrible job. I think they do a pretty good job of team building. This off season, they had two guys that Jerry and Steven don't like, Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins, and they got rid of them. And it left them shorthanded at two spots because they got mad at people and they didn't like them. And now that's looking like it's going to be dangerous going into the season. And that's a terrible idea. Uh, I do. I just, when you take Tyron Smith's career as a whole and you just go down and you look at like, he's now got a chronic ankle, back, neck, elbow, uh, hamstring. Like there's just so many things. He's already a hall of famer. I I would not be surprised if we have seen the end of Tyron Smith. Like they're going to put Tyler Smith at left tackle. So now your job, we've filled it in with somebody else. You've done everything you could have done. We failed you much like we failed Tony Romo, DeMarcus Ware, Jason Witten, Jesse Holly. We didn't get you a Super Bowl ring, but right off into the sunset, young, old, young man with all your body parts that hurt. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is, I think this is it for Tyler, for, for Tyron um, Smith. I mean, I don't think there's, there's there's not much more he can hurt on his body. Like he's he's come to that point where the proverbial father time is undefeated has now thrown its 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 final punch at at Tyron. And because you and I and I thought about this a lot yesterday because everybody was talking about it and all that kind of stuff. I thought about you, I thought about me, I thought about a lot of people yesterday. And when you talk about mental health like these are the moments right now for top, for a guy like I don't know what Tyron Smith's situation is, but these are those moments where, you know, you're you're not oblivious to hearing what the the, the words are being said about you. As much as much as guys want to kind of you know say I don't listen to the noise, you hear it, and so when you constantly hear that you're hurt, you're hurt, you're hurt, you're not going to play this many games, you're not going to play that many games, and then now you're you're facing a situation where you have to sit almost in silence by yourself and now battle through another injury and watch your team have to go out there. And, and, and we don't, we don't know hundred percent, but we're assuming that they're going to struggle at least offensively trying to get something established. And, and these are those moments where, where, where you can fall into that place of depression because, you know, I'm sure Tyron wants to play. I sh I'm sure Tyron wants to give everything he has for his guys out there. That, that's how offensive linemen are built. And God forbid anything happens to, to Dak from the from that left side. It, it, it should be it, 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 it'll be something that worries him a little bit because he's saying I, it happened because I wasn't there. So you know, I, I just keep Tyron in my thoughts and prayers because I know these are these dark moments where you gotta spend time by yourself rehabbing the situation and listening to everyone talk about how you're done you should retire this is it you're all, you're often injured and all those things may be true but it's again he is a human being and as someone who who's dealt with that from that side of things um you know it's just it's just one of those deals that i, I think about tiring a lot in this situation so without him for at minimum three to four months, which to me means the season, uh, Jerry, like Jerry's talking about, like he's going to be back for the playoffs and all this and that that's Jerry on TV. And that's the most Jerry stuff ever is that it, it's actually the most cowboy thing ever. And I don't mean to be uh negative here, but this is the most cowboy thing ever that on the day that you lose your left tackle, 
going into a season where pretty much everybody looked at the front office like, man, you guys really aren't ready to lose an offensive lineman. You guys are in a really, you have no depth on the offensive line, and then you lose a Hall of Famer. And the next morning, the GM is on TV with Stephen A. Smith yucking it up. Like, it's the most cowboy thing ever at team headquarters, yeah. where instead of like, okay, what's the GM doing? Who's he calling? What's he? And it's, like, it's all perception, right? Because Will McClay can do that. Steven can do that. But it is such a Cowboys thing that it's like the fan base is going, holy crap, we lost our left tackle. We're not prepared with any backups. You probably need multiple offensive linemen now before the season starts to really have any sort of depth you feel good about. And Jerry is out there doing bits with Stephen A. Smith. And it's just like, holy. And at the same time, Forbes announces the Cowboys are worth $8 billion. And it's all at the same time. Yeah. That, that is, is Cowboys. That's Cowboys. That is exactly what Jerry Jones wants. <laughs> he doesn't want to lose his left tackle, but he loves the attention. He loves for everyone to know just how much we cost, just how much we really, really, really uh, are, are owning sports with, with our, our brand. And you've done nothing to – you've really done nothing – in almost 30 years to warrant that. But here we are, such is life, and that's what keeps Jerry Jones pumping. I, I I truly don't believe that he, right, I know that he wants to win football games, but I think this is, this part, he, he sits back on his throne and go, eight million. <laughs> B, sir, billion. 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 Yeah, eight billion. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. That's, I'm yeah. I'm with you. Like the Jerry Jones doesn't want to win thing. That's crazy. Of course he wants it. He wants to win. Everybody wants to win. He would love to win. Nothing would make him happier. Well, very few things would make him happier than to win a Super Bowl without Jimmy Johnson. But the one thing that I would ask people, if you're trying to figure out the ultimate priority is if you told Jerry Jones, Jerry, I promise you, you're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but going from today forward, your team is going to be worth the 16th most in the league. You're going to be the Carolina Panthers, like in terms of branding. Right. Does he take that Super Bowl win? No. Hell no. Not even. No chance. No chance. No chance. All right. One more football thing that we got to get to, because I saw both Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore talking about it yesterday out at their kickoff dealy. We are now talking a lot more than they ever had before about Tony Pollard potentially essentially being a receiver like we're not just going to hand it to him and he's not just going to be limited to running running back route trees like that he's going to be a vertical he's going to be all over the place the idea that tony pollard is going to play a reasonable number of snaps at receiver and run real life wide receiver route trees jesse holly go you go jeff i think tony pollard has a better chance at that than a lot of running backs but I also think that it's a whole different world when you're talking about running post and post corners and down the seam than it is a dude that's been running Texas routes and screens. And now I'm lining up at wide receiver. Like maybe because the Cowboys have so many inexperienced, unproven wide receivers, maybe Tony Pollard is literally a better receiver than somebody on your roster. But the idea that he is your third best receiver and needs to be lined up like that, you're not going to find a bigger Tony Pollard fan than me. But he should be taking number 21 snaps, not number I'd 13 or when Gallup gets back. or Because you don't have a lot after C.D. Lamb in your wide receiver core, if you want to try to sell me on Tony Pollard being as good as Noah Brown at playing wide receiver, I guess I'm open to hearing it. But 
teams that run multiple running backs, your second running back is not better than your third wide receiver at playing wide receiver. He's just not. So unless you are able to do this in a way that teams are going to defend you in a way that gives you great matchups all the time, but teams don't do that. If you're playing Tony Pollard and Zeke, teams just play nickel. Tony Pollard ain't going to be running routes on linebackers. He's going to be running routes on the slot corner. And so I just, like, I, I love the idea of trying to get the ball in your playmaker's hands. That matters. Got to. Do it, do it, do it. But I want CeeDee Lamb in the slot moving around, not Tony Pollard. This coaching staff is, is half-baked. They have to be. They have shrooms. The kind oh, that... I love shrooms. That Jake Plummer is selling. Like not not the micro dosage either. Oh, okay. Because I'm a micro. Okay. Yeah, not the micro. Like macro. They're 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 like they're OD. Oh no. Because <laughs> you you have a hard time getting Tony to pile the ball in a running space when you should give him more opportunities there. And 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 to the to the callers, uh, you know, our own little Debo. He ain't Debo. But Debo is a wide receiver. Debo's always been a wide receiver. He happens to be able to take a handoff and run. It's the other way is much harder. Yeah, like like people want to say like, oh, Debo, he's he he's he's not as big as Debo. He's not as thick as Debo. He's not as you know like none of those. He doesn't run a good route like Debo. Like he doesn't catch like Debo. Like there's a lot of things that he does not do like Debo. And I get you saying like make him our own little Debo, and he maybe he's using the name in that reference, but we don't. We don't have the creative mind. We don't have the offensive repertoire to showcase a guy like Tony Pollard as our number three wide receiver. We don't like like we like we don't. We we really 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 don't have that. And the and you've been in training camp. How many routes did you see him run on a consistent basis to sharpen that tool? as a slot receiver. I saw him in uh one-on-ones one time and in 7 on 7 one time where they threw the ball more than 20 30 yards down the field to try to get it to him and they were both incomplete. Because I just think that's it's a different it's a different world, man. And I get it. Like people in the chat Tony Pollard played wide receiver in college. Yeah, at Memphis he played both. He did a little bit of wide receiver, a little bit of running back and he did that. But it was also very much screen game, jet sweeps. It was very much that. He was not lining up at X and running a full route tree, a 15-yard comeback. Like, that's not what he was doing. And I just think it's, um, you know, it's one of the greatest wide receivers to never record a college stat. I think it's disrespectful to wide receivers to just think that, hey, this guy is good after the catch. He's good at breaking tackles. He can go play wide receiver. And if you can't do the whole thing, then teams can key on what you can do and it gets harder. So I, I hope Kellen Moore finds a way. I hope he finds a way because Tony Pollard is a hell of player. Get the ball and in his hands. Good things happen. That frustrates me as a former receiver. Um, like there's so much more. It, I want to cry because there's so much more to receiver, to the receiver position than just running a route, guys. Like, I, I don't know how else to say this. Like, you have to understand. You don't get to run them for free. Like, you are so – there's so much more. Like, people think, oh, well, just run up and run in. No. 
No, no. You're going to get killed. You have to know when, how. You have to know the coverage. You have to know where you are at in the route tree. You have to, I mean, in the, in the route progression. I mean, there's so much to learn. You know, everything is just run really fast and go in. No, no, no. Like, do you know what's happening on the outside of you? Do you know what's happening on the other side? Like, there is so much to running routes. And for a guy who doesn't do it or may have done it in spurts at the collegiate level, to just say he's going to come to this level and doesn't practice it, doesn't practice it as often as he should, to think he's going to be able to get into an NFL football game. And I'm not saying, and, and I, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. They're going to put him in. He's going to catch a ball, a seam route, something like that. And people are going to blow up my mentions. You said, yeah, guys, if he catches one or two or three routes, that doesn't make him a receiver. You, you, there's so much more to the position that I just wish people understand. And, and maybe one day we'll be able to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it. I love Tony Pollard. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think he's a hell of a player. I just think getting him the ball is is should be a priority, but making him a wide receiver, I don't think that's going to be the way to do it. No, you just you're. I think you're doing that just hoping that when he goes in, that for some reason a team is like, oh, two running backs, we're going to stay in base, and now Tony Pollard motions out to receiver, and oh, he got a linebacker. But I just don't think teams are that dumb. Yeah. They know what you're doing when you bring him in there. Right. Unless when you bring him in there, every time you bring him in there, Zeke's going to serve as his fullback. And now suddenly you've got numbers in the run game. You know what? That might work, Kellen. But I bet your $15 million running back wouldn't love it. Because um, that's what it's about. It's about mismatches. And teams know who Tony Pollard is. They know what he is. They know what you want to do with him. Like They're not going to just give you easy, easy ways to do that. Uh, okay. Did I miss a super here? What reasonable actions could the Cowboys take to give both of you gentlemen optimism about the upcoming season from will be friend? Um, I think for me, I believe this is going to be a good defense. I believe you have a real life. Number one receiver. I believe you have a good quarterback. I believe you have good running backs, you have good tight end. Like there's a lot of good. I, you just got to somehow make me feel like this offensive line is going to be able to open holes and protect the quarterback. And with the guys currently on the team, I think that's tough because there is a chance that rookie Tyler Smith, if he's your left tackle, there's a chance that that's not a good NFL offensive lineman starting off. There's a pretty good chance that Connor McGovern, if he's your starting left guard, is not a good NFL offensive lineman. There's a chance that your center is not very good, and there's a chance that your right tackle is not very good. There's a chance that four out of your five offensive linemen are below league average, and that's that's trouble. So... Whoever it is, I think the Cowboys have got to find a way to find me an offensive line starter that isn't on the team right now and another offensive lineman to be your backup offensive tackle who isn't on the team right now because the only other way, and this would not happen, the way you could make me feel the best but also very scared would be your best five offensive line which I think would be, hey, Zach Martin, remember Notre Dame? You're playing left tackle because that's how good I believe you are. And now everybody else can stay home. Tyler Smith is home. Connor McGovern's at his best at right guard. Terrence Steele stays home. And there's no way because Zach Martin's been in this league too long. The last time they had him play tackle, he got hurt. Like, it's just, it's so different. He's good enough to do it, but I just think it's unrealistic for a player of that caliber to just be like, hey, not only are you switching from guard to tackle, go over there. But that, like, that would be your best, five but there's no way so you gotta you gotta find a way to make me feel better about the o-line 
I think this team needs to just heavily su- su- lean on the defense. Like this, this has to be, this has to be shades of, and it sucks because you have a much better quarterback, but it has to be like shades of like those Baltimore teams, where just get us fourteen, between fourteen and seventeen points. Like just do that, and, and don't put us behind the eight ball with you know turnovers or like get us to a position where. Every time that they the, the the opposing team's offense has to drive the length of the field, like get us to a place where even if we have to punt, we're flipping the field. Don't make us have to play with a lot of short fields. Give us 14 points and let Dan Quinn just go completely bonkers with with his guys. Let 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 him let him have his 2020 verse 2022 version of. The NASCAR with the Giants used to have back in the day. Remember that? Where they had, you know, guys just standing up and you didn't know who was coming, who was not coming. And they had the horses to do it. They, you know, you're talking about, you're talking about Chris Canty, Ocean Yumanura, Tuck, a young JPP. You had uh, uh, Antonio Pierce at linebacker. I mean, you had, you had, a, you had a bunch of just dogs. You had Strahan for part of it, right? He was right at yeah, the end. Had, yeah, right. You had Strahan for a little bit of that, right? So I think I think now you kind of let Dan Quinn get into that bag of hey we're gonna line up Anthony Barr, Micah Parsons, Tank. Uh, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put a big boy. We're gonna Sam put, Williams, Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler, and then we're just gonna come from every angle and and, and our guys on the back end are gonna hold up and we're just, like he has to just get in his bag and let Dan Quinn get in his bag. Hopefully you can create some more turnovers, some more mismatches, and then you know. And, and win football games that way. Because other than that, I, I don't think you're going to be able to hold up on the offensive line. Like you said, you have a, a highly questionable rookie playing left tackle now who has no snaps at it in the National Football League. His backup at right at left guard is a guy who, whatever you want to say about Conor McGovern. And then you got, backup. And then you got Tyler Biotish. And the only reason we haven't talked more about Tyler Biotish and his ups and downs is because we spent more time talking about the other guys and their ups and downs. So you take about the entire, from the middle to the left side, all being extremely, extremely questionable. And you and I both know, Jeff, when you have that much questionable um, um, productivity or players on, on one side of the ball, that is a recipe for guys not to know where they're going, to mess up, to hold, to let guys free. And, and just to create enough damage where you're, it, it's almost impossible for you to do anything without getting the ball out in two seconds. The offensive line, it's, I think offensive line and secondary are the two places in football where you can be as bad as your weakest link, and they might have up to four weak links. Like that's, you know, they're going to have to prove that Terrence Steele is going to have to prove that he's a above average or I guess you would settle for average right tackle. Yeah. Tyler Smith is going to have to get, acquitted quickly uh you're going like you're just gonna i don't know it's gonna be tough um now jesse i'm a wild ass but uh i might go the exact opposite direction of you and say you know what i'm gonna do look offensive lineman i'm gonna call them all into the room like here's the thing i don't believe in any of you um zach you're great you have the four i don't really believe in you but here's the thing we're just gonna go spread all day and we're gonna do lsu joe burrow where it's just like look dak we're going to make it real simple. There's going to be five linemen in front of you, so you're going to see everybody that's coming after you, and whoever gets beat, you're going to know it. You go get that ball out. Let's go. Spread it out, five wide, drop dimes. You beat pressure with your arm. Let's go. 
right. I, I'm waiting I, for an NFL team to do that. It'd be so much fun. Listen, dude. It's going to be the Cardinals. That's who's going to do it. And now you have to put the pressure back on Dak. Can, can Dak be good enough to drop dimes consistently Let's enough? See. Let's find out. Let's have some fun. $40 million, Let's find out. Let's, let's find out what $40 do for you. There goes Jesse Holly. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. This is Believe in the Cowboys brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Jesse, do you have any parting words for the folks? Um, yeah, man. Guys, just keep pushing. Just keep pushing along, man. Like like the Cowboys. Just keep just keep calling 40-year-olds. It'll, it'll oh. work out for you. Oh, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye. Eliminate the contingencies. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.